Hello, friends and neighbors, and welcome to episode 42 of Ray and Benny Talk Sports. Do us a quick favor, smash that subscribe button, leave a like, leave a comment. It really helps us grow the channel. Where can they find us on social media, Brother Benny? You can find us, Ray Benny Sports. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook and TikTok. Don't Busy. forget TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Busy day uh, in, in, in sports. Busy day in Winnipeg sports. We're going to look at the Bomber game and the results of the game they played on Independence Day against the Argos. We've got our updated CFL power rankings. We don't waste time, eh? We're right in there. Last game's all. up. Yeah. Let's get start ranking them. Yeah, yeah. We got to get it out. Uh, we got some shout outs, of course, but let's start off uh, with the big news. With Winnipeg Jets hiring their head coach, the search is over. And uh, like a lot of teams in the NHL other than when whoever hired Luke Richardson, what were you forgetting? Uh, we've recycled a coach. Would you like to announce who the co- who the coach is? Because I know yeah. you're thrilled, bro. I know you're thrilled. Yeah, I know. I mean, most people know by now, but uh, new coach, Rick Bonus, um, coming in with his uh, 33% uh, win percentage uh, over his career as coach. Um, and I know a lot of that started early. He took over a terrible Jets team back in 88, 89. Took over the expansion senators in the early 90s or mid 90s or whatever, 92 ish. Um, so a lot of losses there, trying yeah. to build a team. And uh, Ottawa expansion team were very bad. Like, so, it doesn't give me much excitement here. I, I'm not, I'm not excited about this at all. Yeah, does Chipman have an unhealthy infatuation with the Jets 1.0? Oh yeah, big time, man, big time. Mm-hmm. The, the fact that Scott O'Neill is also an assistant coach, another mm-hmm. ex-Jet. Um, Who's yeah, the Nolan Baumgartner is being discussed as coaching the D. Yeah. So another guy was with Moose or whatever, right? It's it's either Jets 1.0 or someone who spent time with the Manitoba Moose, you know, and it, it's just like, come on. I, I know he took Dallas to like a finals a couple of years ago. Um, they missed the playoffs here after that. Last year they got to the playoffs, but Ottinger kind of gave him a chance to steal that first round series against Calgary. Yeah. So I, I'm not too excited. I'll give him a chance. I mean, sure. what else can we do at this point? I yeah. hope he does well somehow. But he has a I'm solid not, roster. I'm not expecting. Yeah. And maybe that defensive coaching that he's well known for. Like, he's not known for bringing the hammer as a, oh, yo, my way, highway, apparently, is, as written. But he does bring a sternness to the room. He does bring a respectability and a proven leadership. Uh, and they've seen him a couple times in the Central Division against a good Stars team. Not, well, not all the time good but they've always had their troubles not an easy team to get through yeah, so yeah you know, I'm, I'm willing to give him a chance and yeah with you yeah there needs to be a change from this jets 1.0 uh, and this is the last chance to give it a try and then you know what maybe chipman or shovel day off or if he stays uh have to get like a, a hockey operations person to run <clears> the team because <throat> the connection to that 1.0 is, is hurting right now yeah, I find it hard to believe or it's hard to see Chevy staying past this hire if it doesn't uh, work. If it doesn't work yeah. Right. I, I don't care. I, I mean, there's lots of rumors of, hey, Chipman's got a lot more control over, um, you know, who the coach is or, or whatever. He really liked Paul Maurice. Paul Maurice wanted to leave at one point. Uh, there's rumors of Chevy even wanting to fire, fire Maurice a couple seasons ago, mm-hmm. but that didn't happen. And a lot of rumors saying, hey, Chipman's the man behind the scene. So this is another seems like another Chipman guy here with with bones without a doubt. Rip bonus without so. a doubt. Well, because he was he had his hands in Winnipeg 1.0 when they're leaving. He was part of the leadership group to keep them here, uh, yeah. uh, or his family. Uh, I don't know if it's him individually, but so yeah. It, if this doesn't work, it is time to move on. 
Yeah. And, and well, I mean, bonus, he started reaching out to players, spoke to Shifley. Shifley apparently is all in. We'll see. So that's a good sign. Uh, called Wheeler. Wheeler only responded with a text. So he's got to trade. <laughs> this trade's got to go through. And that's probably <laughs> a sign of it, right? Uh, I, I mean, he could be on vacation somewhere, but I'm sure you could take a two minute call or a two minute call back to your new coach the captain uh, to discuss thing. I, I was kind of sh- uh, shocked that bonus even um, said it like that. Maybe could have just said, yeah, I haven't got a hold of Wheeler yet or something like that. But the fact that he said, yeah, yeah he feels disrespected. That's a bit of sternness. <laughs> yeah. That's a bit of sternness. Yeah, maybe. Well, uh, your captain probably shouldn't text you back or at least call back soon to say what's yeah. up. You would think so. Or at least if he said, hey, man, I'm here. I can call you back in a couple days. Okay. But that wasn't part of the story. So leadership has been questioned all year, man, since his pressers, uh, since the end of the year presser with Stasny. Yeah. They got to push that trade through. It's got to happen. He's always swallow for four million. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to have to. He's always been a guy ever since he was captain that had a hard time uh, dealing with media and that kind of stuff. And not like he almost seemed reserved in his answers yeah. Um, didn't handle all that very well. Uh, he showed it on the ice for sure. He was captain on the ice and all that stuff. But with media wise, it was a little different. So yeah. I, I like I like bonus with his. This is a very good hockey club for whatever reason. It lost its way last year. OK, yeah. I, I'll, I'll believe you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. His but. goal is to make the playoffs. He seems pretty confident in it. Yeah. He didn't want to go to a rebuilding team, so I can't see Winnipeg then now shipping out Dubois, Shifley, all those guys that we talked about last time. So Well, they have a year we'll now, and we'll see. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, boy. Congrats to Rick Bonus. <laughs> we'll see. That's a slogan for us. <laughs> that's that's the Jets slogan this year. Put that on a shirt. We'll see. Hashtag we'll see. We'll see. That's almost better than hashtag let them know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's move on to the CFL and Let let's talk know. about the W's and how the Bombers squeaked one this out side. of Toronto. Toronto's <laughs> a hard place, man. The six is hard on the Bombers, oh and it was hard God. again. It shouldn't have been yeah. this hard. No, that offense, man. I, I will tell you right now. I am. I don't know what's going on watching this offense. The play calling is atrocious. Um, Bach Pierce has to get it together, man. I don't know, like. For most of the first half, they weren't throwing it beyond 10 yards, really. It was the odd time here and there. They were liking their swing passes to McRae, swing passes the other way to Jerry Grant, which a couple of plays were great, or the the jet sweep were were good. But other than that, there was no creativity there. And then the running game, again, non-existent. And then what do you see? You see Andrew Harris going for over 100. Who on this team is taking the top off in the receiving core? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody's a deep threat. I don't know why no. they don't send Janarian Grant down the down the uh, down the line. At, at least a couple all times of them game, are right? just sitting back there waiting. Yeah. And yeah. without that running game, it, it's even more so. Like Muamba yeah. was able to control the middle of the field for a lot of the game against the. And you know what? Last week I called this thing Independence Day, and they had to prove that the running game wasn't dependent on Andrew Harris. And so far, no. Yeah, I, I'll give Harris credit. I know he was pumped up. He wanted to show what he could do. For sure. He made me regret that the Bombers gave him up last year because, you know, I thought maybe it was time for him to go on too. But, yeah. you know, he showed it today. And he brought it. Um, and, you know, he showed his frustrations early uh, in the game when they got stopped on that third down play. <laughs> um, he was and he looked. And at that point, I'm thinking, okay, it's back. You know, any chance for the Argos having is kind of down right now. And, and it looks like it'll go, everything will go the Bombers' way. But they came right back, had a good drive. You know, Bombers throw that 
pick right at the end of the half, which you know yeah. adds more momentum to the Argos. Um, that was unnecessary. They should have no. at least left with a field goal. At least a field goal, even or at though, least a field goal attempt. Even <laughs> I mean, it's all field goals, all game. They're not finishing these drives. No, and, and a lot of it has to do with a vanilla offense. Yeah, that, like it's huge. You're missing Nick Dembski, especially after you broke out last game six for ninety six. But it's like they're almost very predictable. No, again, no motion on the line, no movement. Uh, it was really disappointing. Although the what was really scary was Hardrick going down. Yeah. Oh my goodness! If that guy is well, Kyrie Wilson going down. down, actually, look, is scary because that guy probably he went non-contact injury. I'm sure that's some kind of ACL, Achilles. No or something. weight on that when he left. No, so that that's not good. And you got a game coming up oh. in five days against BC. So, yeah, this offense has to figure it out. The defense is saving him. Pick six, you know. Then another uh, Nick Taylor interception that gave him short field. There's their two touchdowns. Yeah. After that, they what scored three field goals. They should have had or, another yeah. pick, so, but that was a stupid call by the ref when oh, yeah. Houston was Jeez, clearly I, I sorry for yelling in the microphone. Houston was clearly down on the ground, like shin, knee, thigh, but ball comes out, like and, and the ball was not, there's no movement. He's being touched. Like, Absolutely. I mean, so you, think, his, you think once you hit that ground, you're being touched. I get, I, get the, I get the one thing is that they say he lost control, so he didn't have full control going to the ground and make the catch. But he's touched on the ground. So that, that should be play over there right there, right? There was no movement of the ball until he was down on the ground yeah. with Banks on top of him. Yeah. Banks is CFL, lost. man. Oh, that refing. They, they, the they review. Have, you know, if that – they don't score there, though, right? That's a huge play. Now you're still down 17-3. to three. Yeah. Maybe the Bombers drive down and get a field goal or something or whatever, but that's a huge play that probably kills any momentum Toronto had and then makes a game a little bit uh, more boring than what it was getting to for Toronto, right? So yeah, CFL made it interesting. Bombers uh, offense made it interesting, but the D, uh, the D again held out and came out on top. The Toronto sideline made it interesting. Had <laughs> Banks and that O-lineman, what was... Pinball had to come down... From the press box, right? See where I'm pointing? No, right there. Yeah, the press yeah. box is right. So I can't figure it out on Zoom. But he had to come all the way down and talk to these players. That was well, That's all good for Dinwiddie and the coaching staff that the GM has to come down. And what is up with that? And it's funny. I don't know exactly what was the anger there. I mean, Banks was the one who caused the fumble slash inter- interception that happened on that play. So yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what set those two off, but Banks was still, he was still John at the guy and still apparently maybe possibly threw a water bottle at him to keep things going. And that's where pinball came down uh, to control the sidelines. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's not a good look for uh, Brandon Banks uh, or the Argo sideline or Dinwiddie that he, or any of his coaches that they couldn't control this situation at all, yeah. that they needed the GM to come down and do it. So Dinwiddie yeah, to me, I mean, BLT was not great tonight. He he, he came on a little bit fourth later, quarter, a couple of receptions. Yes. But again, with the fourth quarter and the Bombers. Hey, know, he brought him back. He brought yeah. them. <laughs> Toronto should have been playing a little more football. Yeah. Or the Bombers should have been driving for a win because that was ridiculous to miss that single point. Boris Beattie, bro. That was something. <laughs> he, and he's such an amazing <laughs> kicker. That's like Medlock missing it pretty much, right? Yeah. Oh I mean, he shanked God. that. That was, I mean, that was one of the worst converts I've seen in a long time. I don't know, man. The bombers snuck out of that <laughs> one. Yeah. Coach will say he's like, we got the two points and now it's time to get out of town. Yeah. Let's get out of Toronto where things usually end up bad and get the heck back to Winnipeg. Exactly. Count your blessings and get out of there. Uh, so, I don't know, man. 
four days, five days rest and one uh, yeah. practice and then, until BC. And then you got to travel to BC. So you're going from an uh, Eastern time zone back to Winnipeg to our central time zone, yeah. then now back to the West coast and you're another time zone there. So I don't, I don't see that game going well, but we'll probably talk about that at another time. Uh, so we, we might talk about it right now because we're going right into the CFL power rankings. Yes, we, got we are. Hot and ready off this last game. Uh, we're going to go from nine to one. I'm sorry, bro. Any other thoughts on the bomber game? No, I, I, I was kind of zooming shocked. right by there. I'm like, we, we touched about the extra point. I'm like, is it time to move on? But there was so much happened. Oh, that bad interference call as well. On Houston, yeah, the late one at the end of the game there too. Yeah, yeah. The, it, this the Mariel Houston's actually looked pretty good so far, yeah, and I was kind of shocked that they cut Taekwondo Glass, but I guess you know if Houston's looking good, they know what they're doing. Winston Rose came back with a bounce back game today. Pick six, you know, pick six, and a yeah. few other plays. He gave up a few plays, but he also was there. He was he caused I think the interception that led to uh, who intercepted it? Was it Thompson? Malcolm Thompson? Yeah, because then he handed it off. I believe. Can't the, yes, it, right. it was, a, up it was Rose, then Big Hill, then Thompson, and then uh, yeah, Taylor, Hill. right? He went or, for yeah, like so a Big Hill. diving. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is he doing? He's like twisted like this. Wow. Like, yeah. That was a good play by him too. So yeah, a little <laughs> shocking. Houston should have had an INT as well, but yeah. uh, Cam Lawson dropped that one. Did you see that one? <laughs> right through the bread basket. Oh, His arms are basically like this. Brad, yeah. Close them, bro. <laughs> close them. But hey, that's why he's on the D line. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But, <laughs> so get out of they Toronto. Pull. Let's well, move on. They're four no man. They're four no. We'll take it. Not pretty though. Of course, no, none of them. None of them. <laughs> uh, so let's get to these power rankings. Uh, let's start at number nine. Uh, I have Hamilton. Um, I agree. They're horrible. Last time their cats were zero and four was twenty seventeen, and they went zero and eight. Do so they still make the playoffs? They probably could. Looking at the <laughs> East Division now, hey, West is eleven and one against the uh, East. That is ridiculous. So, yeah, who you got at nine? I got Hamilton as well, man. Yeah. Dane Evans still has not got it together. Uh, Him running the ball late in the game, which led to the fumble, which led to the uh, score that gave Edmonton the lead and the win. Yeah. You know, like, and his interceptions, two more interceptions, the fumble, you know, again, they're they're tips off receivers' hands, but they're also not great passes, man. So it seems like they're just not executing. They're just not there. and luckily, they're in the East, so they have time to get there. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, no team has more than Montreal and Toronto have a win each. Ugh, right? Goodness. You win two games, and all of a sudden, you're in first place, man. <laughs> Good old CFL. Who do you got at eight, bro? Well, I got the team that beat them, the Elks, number yeah. eight. I, I know they they have one win, and some teams don't have any. But, <laughs> you know... I, I can't move him up too far with that with that victory over Hamilton. I, I feel that game was more Hamilton shooting themselves in the foot yeah. than Edmonton actually taking that game. Um, Trey Ford started. Congrats. I guess good for another Canadian uh, QB to get in there, won the game, so good for him. Yeah. Not, not a great stat line, you know, 160 yards, but he had 60 yards rushing too, so. 10-yard average. Didn't make any mistakes, you know, so that's what you wanted of a rookie QB, so. Yeah. Again, Kenny Lawler was his main guy with four catches. I mean, there's not much there, I guess, but Lawler's still bringing it and getting his TDs. So, 
Yeah, I have Edmonton there as well. And, you know, I don't usually cheer for West teams, but Edmonton's one of those teams that they have to do at least decently well and competitive to get a crowd going again because they're one of the pillars of the CFL with Winnipeg and Saskatchewan. I still can't believe teams run by MLSE need money from us. Uh, us, sorry, <laughs> community-owned teams. I'm like, what a joke. But anyways, uh, so let's move on to seven, and I have Toronto at seven. Uh, they can't score. Three last names is not the answer. It's it's time for the Chad Kelly experiment in Toronto. Might as well. Uh, he clearly doesn't have control of the sideline as a leader there because the pinball had to come down. Uh, so I think it's time to move on uh, from them. They have a bye this week, so it'll be a good time to bring in Chad Kelly uh, to really prepare him for the next game. Who Toronto have a bye this week? I think so. Again? Coming up, yeah. There's only three games this, this week. I think Toronto... Uh, Hamilton, much needed by. Oh, right. Yes, that was the one I was trying to remember. Hamilton. So Toronto have one, too. And so does the Alouettes. Oh, jeez. That's okay. Only three games. You... Schedule makers. Schedule makers. <laughs> for some reason, I thought it was just Hamilton with a bye. But wow. uh, so I got Toronto at seven and time for Chad Kelly. I'm going to just with Toronto's effort tonight in that second half and beyond. I'm going to put Ottawa at number seven for me because you're 0-3. You were facing a team that had played, a, again, short week. They were coming at you. They had to travel all the way, mostly across the country to get to you. Yeah. Um, and you, your game plan wasn't good enough. And you had a week off to get ready for that. And I still, I'm putting this one on Lapo again. Uh, his offense just wasn't clicking. Mazzoli was only 50% and only 162 yards. Um, 11 runs only when you had Powell in there, back in there too, right? Oh. It's just the use of his offense and the use of it, the mistakes they're still making. Uh, you know, I can't, I can't give any praise to Lapo this week. Yeah. I, I'm going to stick actually Ottawa at seven. Um, just because I think if they went toe-to-toe with Toronto right now, their defense is good enough to really put the locks on. Yeah. Uh, even though their offense looks horrible and they should be doing better, you'd think with Mazzoli and Ackland, uh, um, uh, Darvin Adams. You think? And Powell, like you said, is back. But uh, I'll put them at six. Who do you got at six? Uh, well, then I'm going to put Toronto at, at at six. So flip those, you know, for me uh, around there. Ottawa now goes to Saskatchewan next week. So that'll be another tough one. You can't fall the 0-4 yeah. uh, in this. I mean, and they won the turnover battle in this, and they still end up losing. So so I'm going to give Toronto the edge. Toronto at six, Ottawa seven for me. How about five? Number five, we're going... Montreal Alouettes, you know, I I'm mean, with you. I don't know. Do they even deserve to be five? I mean, none of those teams really probably need to be five to nine. They need to be lower for how bad they are. Yeah. You know, Montreal after that one week beating Saskatchewan. Now you gave up six sacks. Trevor Harris did not have a great game under pressure. Two no. INTs, you know, nothing in the run game. Vernon Adams came in for a bit, but there was not much there. So they need him to, they need him. They, the Trevor Harris isn't the quarterback. And I don't know if, um, Vernon Adams can get back to the 2019 where he's like 4,000 yards passing, 400 yards running. I don't know if he can get there, but I think you got to put him in to hope he gets there. He just has that extra mobility uh, that he provides. Uh, I agree. Cause he, for Kahari, always cheering for Kahari, but yeah, it's you, rough. I think if anything, Harris is not your future. Anyways, you almost no. have to see if Adams has it, but I get the problem is Kahari's job is on the line here, right? Yeah. So if he puts Adams back in and he doesn't have what it takes to lead this team, 
you know, it's Kahari's job that's gone, but he's in the same boat with Harris, right? And, and Harris, if your O-line's not able to block for you, Harris is in trouble. Yeah, and it's not all on the uh, offense. No. The Saskatchewan scored on their first, on touchdowns, on their first three drives yeah. of the second half. <laughs> yeah. So the Owls across the board aren't very strong, other than that t- crazy returner. Uh, Chandler <laughs> Worthy. Yeah. Uh, three returns for like 120 with a touch. That guy's crazy. Yeah, that's that's the only thing they can hang their hat on right now because that was another that was a terrible beatdown. Yeah, yeah. You called it. You said it would be a large margin in that one. At four, I got the team that beat them, Saskatchewan, who, who like these like they looked dominant. That's the team who we thought would be pressing the bombers for top spot, or at least I thought they would. And uh you know, yeah. So what I'm, happens when you only have one practice, CFL schedule makers. Yeah, exactly. Those short weeks are tough. I have Saskatchewan at four as well. Yeah. Um, that Jamal Mar- Moro uh, running back there, another 100 yard game, looking pretty good. Yeah, no doubt. You know, yeah, Fajardo still, you know, looking okay, not great. He had two TDs, 224. Slow start again. Yeah, it took him I a mean, while to so, warm up. So he has not had, I mean, he's been fine, I guess, this season. Um, but nothing like he was uh, a couple seasons ago when he was lighting it up. I don't know if it's all the injuries that are starting to catch up with him, but he still has not looked uh, at that level from a couple seasons ago. So it'll be interesting to see as they get deeper in the season and start playing more of the West, how they do. According to Chris Jones, it's because of Steve McAdoo that he was that good. Oh, interesting. But then Fajardo beat Chris Jones. So. He called him out. He called him out. <laughs> uh, I have Calgary at three. Uh, they had a bye. They stand pat. Again, they play Edmonton, so that's looking strong. Bo Levi gets a week off to get healthy, so I have him yeah. at three. I have him at three as well. You're not going anywhere with these other teams. Like if Saskatchewan week before, if they had played a bit better game at Montreal, might have leapfrogged them this week for me. But yeah, there's nothing, to, nothing to move them beyond Calgary at number three for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go next with my number two, uh, and it's gonna be the Bombers. Uh, just because of how they showed in this last game uh, and how BC showed in their last game. Rourke is still on fire. Um, another 80-something yards, a 50-yard touchdown. Percentage-wise, 23 out of 31 for 359. A couple of mistakes at the beginning, but he was able to recompose himself. Lines put up 37. That's the first time they're held under 40. Yeah, yeah Winnipeg is going to be at two for me. I'm still going BC two, Winnipeg one for me. Um, but like you were saying, that's impressive though. Short week traveling, big win by BC, especially when Rourke. Yeah, he had the yards and all that stuff. Two INTs though. He wasn't at his best like he was the first couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, but he still got it done. That run around the outside and down the field, like wow. I mean, even even the pass uh to Keon Hatcher. I get oh, it. Hatcher guy. was wide open, but Rourke, you know, made sure had a guy stream like coming at him hardcore yeah. last second, got the ball out, you know, and sent the guy away for uh, the TD and and NBC's D looked good uh, as well. Didn't they? You know, Tim Barnard with to. a couple sacks. So yeah, when they had to step up, they stepped up. That D line's still pretty impressive, like you said. Uh, so that's why I have BC two. Uh, sorry, Winnipeg two. Winnipeg two. It hurts me to say it. It's still early though, and it's just power yeah. rankings. So, I, I kept Winnipeg at one just because they did get the win. Yeah. They're 4 0. They haven't lost. They're still great cup champs. So they got that slight edge. But 
I don't know, man, with this five day resting and maybe, maybe even if they had longer, I don't yeah. know. We'll see, but I'm, I'm not look feeling really good about this week coming up against BC. If that's they beat the BC, thing that that's put impressive. me over the edge. That's the thing that put me over the edge that if I were to take them one V one, I'm taking BC on this one. Yeah. So sorry. Sorry, Bomber Nation. I still got love for my team. This is still my favorite, but I'm just telling <laughs> the truth on my end for the power rankings. Uh, oh, what are you saying? I'm not telling the truth. You're telling your truth. <laughs> That's the way the power rankings are. I'm That's telling it. my truth. You tell your truth. Someone's truth is right. Someone's truth is wrong. Yes. Wait, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> you got any shout outs, Benny? You know what? I'm going to give a shout out to the quarterback of the Elks. Trey Ford, first CFL start, Canadian yeah. quarterback. Congrats on your first uh, CFL win. What impressive. Waterloo. Yeah. Waterloo University alum from Niagara. Yeah, it's pretty good. I never thought of like a Niagara Falls as somewhere where people play sports and go to high school and excel, but hey. No, I thought everyone just goes there for the falls and that's the only really thing there, right? That's what I thought. I guess there's more than we know. There's casinos. (laughs) There is casinos there, yes. They got a nice strip there of uh, whatever they had down there. (laughs) It was a fun time. <laughs> I got a shout out to the Manitoba High School Athletic Association's Athletes of the Year. Um, there's a whole bunch. Check them out online from A, AA, AAA, Quadruple A. Uh, the overall high school male and female athlete of the year were announced. And they were uh, Gwen Besselin of Sanford Collegiate and San Ludwig of Westgate as a AAA. Because nice. uh, we were a AAA school. We were. West Kildonan. We didn't win a lot, but we were. We tried. We tried, <laughs> we, we tried I guess. Yeah. Oh, we tried. <laughs> uh, Benny, you have anything to say to the people? You know what? Thanks a lot uh, for listening. Don't forget to uh, subscribe and follow us and uh, have a good one. And in the words of George Brett, if a tie is like kissing your sister, losing is like kissing your grandmother with her teeth out. Be kind, be safe, help each other out. Hey, friends and neighbors, don't forget to check us out online on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter at Ray Benny Sports. And don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. Leave a like, leave a comment, tell us what you think.